this situation does not gen generate any funds particularly we have nothing to sell nothing here to purchase particularly maybe a few prints or books not much come and help us if you can come to the website donate if you can if you can't you know if you can if you cannot so leave that up to you whatever the situation you're always welcome here not only on zoom but on uh, in person if you want to come here and to all of you who are helping us regularly we are aware of that and want to thank you for that nobody really asked me for a dharma talk title today so i really didn't have one but maybe so mountains and riverbeds what does that mean ask me questions i'm sure you've got a few if i don't like them i'll just say i don't like them ask me another question yes sir what does it mean to be free from the burden of worldly possessions? Of what? Worldly possessions. You might have a lot of worldly possessions. You might be wealthy, but you don't have the burden of it because you, you, you're not concerned. You're not fighting with anyone to protect it, uh, nor are you fighting with, with anyone or arguing or challenging anyone to get more, get more stuff, get more things, more items, more uh, gear. So it's, it's about the grasping and the fixation on it that is a problem, not the worldly possessions. You have all the stuff you want. In ancient times and even recent times, people will assume that the spiritual path means celibacy, uh, not owning anything, just having a bowl and a robe and all of that. And in ancient times, that might have been necessary to do it that way. Uh, it might have been necessary. It probably was. Not only probably, it was necessary. That's why the, in ancient times, the, the Buddha and his uh, students uh, went out and held up their bowls so people could feed them. So different culture, different time, different structure, different way of communicating, different relative value. There's two things. There are people on the earth that are starving, that don't have anything. And we're fussing about our stock market dropping so we can't buy a new Mercedes this year. I'm just making that up. I know you're not into that because you like your blue card. Why do you think that's called soul? S-O-U-L. You notice that on the front? I'm not sure. Oh. I know I know sometime my mom asked me how the soul was doing. Yeah. How my soul was doing, and I was like, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> How's your soul doing? <laughs> I could see where that could be a little bothersome. What a dwelling. How do we, um, how can we see whether our desire for simplicity is truly part of our path, dwelling? So it would be very uniquely individual for each person. Um, I think it. I think that to keep, if you're on the spiritual path in this uh, particular way that it's being presented here or taught, probably wanting things to be fairly simple and straight, straightforward is a good. It's good. I, I don't see any problem with that, and maybe I'm not reaching what it is you want to know. Divine, uh, I think you can also get credential. Your ego can get a credential from that. Mm -hmm. So how do we? Um... Not worried about credentials. 
It's the awareness of the credential, not the credential. Credentials are fine. You have a credential. You're a monk. Uh, you're uh, an accountant. You're, aren't you an attorney too? No, no. Who's the attorney in here? So, and you're, uh, you have two, well, I'm going on with your credentials. You have two master's degrees and a, and a bachelor's degree. Isn't that true? No PhD? Why not? What's this? Done. I was done with you're the done. education system. Done. You were fully baked. Okay. Understood. Further question? I'm doing YouTube for Junchu today. Who's Junchu? Junchu is this person, masked person behind me. That's why I didn't recognize you. Masked. Okay. You're doing YouTube for her. So Undavang Sami is asking, how are wisdom and confusion not separate? So simply put, in order to uh, see confusion, you need wisdom. So, and when wisdom begin, wisdom is which isn't anything in particular at all. The only description of it is it just receives. It doesn't have any axe to grind with anything. So, since it just receives, it actually eats that wisdom or eats that that uh, confusion alive. It just gobbles it up because it has no preference. So when confusion arises, when pain arises, suffering arises, whatever, the Buddha said, life is suffering. He didn't say, go to war with that and try to stop it, be somebody else, be somebody who doesn't suffer. What did he say? Train your mind. More? What do you mean by gobbles it up? Receives it. Receive the suffering. Receive the confusion. Receive the difficulty. Receive, receive. This is what you're training when you sit down and face the wall. You're training yourself to receive the world, receive your life, receive your emotions, your, your everything that arises. And if you do that thoroughly, completely, over the top, and consistently, and intentionally, over and over, the, the so-called self or ego or narcissism cannot live in that environment because it needs to grasp. That aspect of the consciousness, that little pocket off in the corner that is your own personal dictator, it needs things. It might not say it that way. It's saying, I really like to have that, what you have there. You give it to me at gunpoint, whatever. It needs, it needs something. Wisdom doesn't need anything. Wisdom is not separate from anything, nor is it the same as everything. It is that difficult. And sometimes the only thing that can awaken you to that is a, as you were mentioning earlier, is a jolt or a shock. Some kind of a shock needs to come along, perhaps. You aren't going to, going to be able to do this with logic. Logic runs out. Awakening is not logical, nor is confusion. So there is a similarity, Sammy. Can we partially receive? So when we see which is showing up, but then our ego is saying, oh, good job, bowing. Yeah, you just watch that. Don't try to get rid of, oh, good job, or some kind of self-credentializing your situation. Just observe it. Because if you try to get rid of it, uh, you will succeed somewhat because it is a relative thing that's coming up, and you, you, you relate to it relatively. Yes, you can shut that out. 
at least I don't take credit for what I, wonderful things I do. Everybody else is taking credit, but I'm sure you've all noticed how I just don't do that. Divine, are we still doing any receiving? Yes, you receive the way you're obstructing things. If you look, <clears throat> looking at the confusion, looking at the negativity, looking at the narcissism, looking at your greed for whatever, that want, you want something else. The awareness of that is wisdom. But when we, but, but it's not complete. So as you were asking, how it's, it's comes to bits and pieces, or it may come all at once. It may, be, may come like a landslide and knock you right off your zabuton, right off your tan, right off your position in anything. It may, or it can just be insight here and there about that more. Was it good? Is the sense of responsibility to take care of material possessions, is that just grasping? Is it what? Grasping. Well, perhaps, but it's it's so it's so individual, so unique. Um, there's nothing wrong with taking care of things, putting your roof on the on on the monastery or on your house or fixing. Is that what you're talking about? It should be done. It's a very pragmatic situation. We do that all the time here. It should be included. Is the desire for simplicity in the sense of not not having to do that? Is that just aggression? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere with it. You want to sell your house and move in the monastery? Yeah. No, later on, not yet. Later. That's why you have a teacher. Further questions? Underlying semi has a follow up. Is receiving just observing the process of impermanence over and over again? That's pretty well said. But even that statement or that description will start to change. It will start to change. It can get more uncomfortable. It can get more threatening where your ego mind will say, uh, I don't know if I want to go any further in this direction. It might be a little bit too strong. The ego the self-centeredness finds out that it is not going to get included in enlightenment. It can revolt and do all kinds of things. Change direction. Uh, I had a student one, at one point who, and I want to, I want to clarify, and before I even say this, is this person is not doing anything wrong. They're doing what dependent origination is pretty much laying in front of them to do. So this does not mean fate. But they got into this pretty far into Buddhism, and actually, at some point, something happened in their life uh, where they just turned around and went right back into Roman Catholicism, and they're still working in that area. So it's not incorrect. They're doing what they felt like they needed to do. They never asked me about it. They just did that. Jeez, I'm bowing. Is it wisdom that sees confusion in others? Um, no, probably is. I have to excuse me a minute. I'm trying to get this. Uh, there's a big picture of me here. I would like to see lots of little pictures of all of you. There. 
There you are. Okay. 44 people, or maybe not people, but 44 little screens. Some of the screens have no people in them. So what was your question again, Juzan? Juzan Bowing, is it wisdom that sees confusion in others, Bowing? Yes, wisdom always sees the confusion. But that wisdom uh, maybe <clears throat> have all kinds of uh, attachments to it, like uh, some aspect of the consciousness that can be attached to that, that is taking credit for it. Uh, there's somebody who's, who is seeing the wisdom or seeing or somebody who is uh, seeing the confusion in the other person and coming to a conclusion. If you see confusion in someone else, that's your confusion. That is your projection. That's the path. That's the path. When you see someone else that's confused or deluded or misstepping or is wound up in knots, that is your projection. Don't believe anything I say, but you might want to consider it. Yogoro. Yogoro Bowing, is it also a projection if we see suffering in someone else? everything is a projection everything you see is a projection until you see what this is and if you see what this is you certainly won't be here you'll be somewhere else you'll be somewhere else not confused and not particularly uh, without any questions or any desire for something else. Go ahead, Gyokuro. Gyokuro Bowing. So I think you've said that you still have projections. Is it just, it, what is the difference between your projecting and ours, Bowing? Simply put, and even this misses the mark, but simply put, there's no, uh, the, the, the consciousness that sees the projections or the consciousness that does the projecting uh, has no there's no personhood there. I'm not claiming some kind of a, a credential. Uh, how wonderful I am. I've transcended my ego. I didn't say that. I say the personhood is not there in terms of being some kind of a modifier to the whole thing. And if the personhood does come up, the, the consciousness is not concerned with that. Consciousness is no longer concerned with getting rid of ego or whether something is egotistical or not egotistical. They get close to what you're looking for. I think so. So when you see um, suffering or confusion in others, is it not anyone who is seeing that? Is, is that correct? There's just there's just just the seeing. The seeing is seeing. There's no person who seeing that. There's no. And that's true with you also, except you think that when I'm saying this about you, you or anyone who is still going in circles and looking for the truth or seeking something or trying to understand something, then that aspect of consciousness is, is, uh, is assuming that there's somebody who can get somewhere, or see, get somewhere or see something. That's the same consciousness that assumes there's such a thing as time uh, or space. If there's an identification with a solid form, you think this is you, you think this is you, 
then you separate yourself from everything and and are probably paranoid on some level. Further question? You have it. Not yet. Thank you. Shoto. Shoto Bowing, when you say um, something like, if we told this was, we wouldn't be here, if, if your students wake up or if a monk wakes up, are we supposed to move out? Um, well, if you paid your rent, don't move out without paying. No, not necessarily. No, I, I might even say, don't go anywhere. Stay here and help, help with this particular. You probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't you know, move out. It's hard to say what would happen. It would be very situational. Choka bowing. Go ahead, Choka. I'll get back to you. Go ahead, Choka. Earlier was talking about wisdom and confusion. That's what is the confusion that wisdom sees? <laughs> really? You're going to ask me that. <laughs> the wisdom, let's see, the, the confusion sees the, let's see, wait, the wisdom sees your confusion. Are you confused? Yes or no? That's what it sees. Who sees it? Who sees it? You know? No. The wisdom. Wisdom sees it. Consciousness only. If there's any any uh, doubt about what is happening in front of you, you then this this will not. Then everything's closed down, and we go back into hiding, into our concepts, our ideas, our judgments, our evaluations of ourselves, our evaluations of others. It's a spiritual path. It's a path of transcendence. You actually leave this body, world, complex, mind, time, and space without going anywhere. Not to, it's not that, and it's not this, not this, not that. That's an ancient teaching. Not this, not that, not both, not neither. It's a way of using the intellect to run around in such a way that you can see that there's just the spaciousness of wisdom, which even that is extra. More? Shoka. Shoka buying. What is the difference between the confusion that we see in some something else or someone else and the confusion that wisdom sees. So it, it's just a differentiation between someone else, else is confused or someone else is uh, going in circles and, uh, and you may not be going in circles. So it's, it's to give you some kind of a direct answer to that would without uh, being uh, rude would be difficult can you fine-tune that a little bit more and then i'll go to uh, david jacobson's question he has a question not at the moment david go ahead um from your perspective i mean this may seem like a strange question but um are we alive so since you ask it so directly, I can respond to it very directly. Yes and no. The, the, insofar as their consciousness is aligned with this particular human form, this organism, then, then there's life. But insofar as consciousness does not come or go, it, it, it has not arisen, so therefore it can't disappear. And consciousness is aligned with uh, biology, you could say, with flowers, plants, trees, mice, raccoons, uh, reindeer, human beings, 
anything that's living as consciousness is happening there along with trees and all kinds of plants, everything, even rocks, consciousness, consciousness showing up in a different way. But our, our, our projection is that there, that we're moving through time and that, that reinforces the feeling of being somebody going somewhere and through apparent space when we're actually walking through consciousness. We, we, uh, arise in consciousness consciousness doesn't arise in us we arise in consciousness more born pardon me were we born our our relative situation yes we're born but ultimately no nothing we're unborn so therefore we can't stop we can't cease just a way of talking using relative concepts a way of talking about and addressing that which is uh um um, is uh, ineffable and, is, and has no has no characteristics, has no qualities. It isn't it isn't anything. It's an astonishing discovery. And when one realizes what this is, you also realize how easy it is to miss this, to live your life embroiled in right and wrong and up and down. And I got it. And I don't have it. I'm getting there and I'm not getting there. Even monks do this. Even people on the spiritual path wind up in their ideas, their concepts, their ideas and their, their structures about the nature of the path and of their uh, of everything but to transcend this world leaves you you uh, um, without any reference point even buddhism doesn't work everything falls apart until it's until it's completely over and then nothing has happened and why has nothing happened because there isn't any solid reference point anywhere more david Yes. So that's, uh, that was, you're really answering my questions. Um, um, given the fact that we're dependently arisen, do we have qualities? Relatively, yes. But the, the qualities are empty of a self. They're empty of an other. And that's just a, a traditional way of saying that whatever shows up is there. It's relatively there, but it's ultimately, it's, uh, it's not. Would it be helpful to think of us as emerging um, rather than sort of being. I mean, emerging implying that something like a freckle appearing on skin. It's not separate from anything. Everything just has emerged. No. Why not? I don't like it. Can you explain? Too much. Too much stuff. Too much helpful. Too much intellectual stuff? Yeah. Uh. Helpful to be, uh, would it helpful to be helpful to? No, it's what's helpful is sit down, hold still, look at the wall, look at so, uh, eyes open, look at something where nothing is happening and watch what continues to spew forth from the mind outflows 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 commentary on everything watch that until eventually the consciousness returns to its true nature which is without a self without an other okay bowing thank you yes sir welcome further questions young you just said that consciousness consciousness cannot appear. Can consciousness cannot disappear? Bye. Correct. Thank you. 
Certainly. Other questions? Mozuko. Mozuko Dying, um, earlier you said that seeing suffering in others is a projection. Yes. Is it thinking the suffering is over there that makes it a projection? That would be part of it. They're suffering, I'm not, or they're crazy and I'm not. They are really confused. Have you, noticed, have you all noticed how easy it is to see how screwed up everybody is? <laughs> Even though you have your issues, but still, if you look at somebody else's life, you can see where they're, they're confused, they're, things are going wrong, they, they should be more like you, <laughs> see, see better, understand better, more. You said that's part of what makes it a projection, what's the rest of it? You believe it. You actually believe that. Believe the suffering? Yeah, you believe that that person is, you add on to what's already there. I'm not saying they're not suffering, but the projection that you don't really see, if you saw clearly, I'll, I'll, I'll get fancy here. If you saw clearly what was in front of you, you wouldn't see anything. Because an eyeball can't see itself. That's, that's traditional and, and bent eyeballs. It's, 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 it's quite a dream. It's quite amazing. It's quite a dream. As they, the dream you have at night is a sample dream. The dream you're having right this moment is the real dream. This is the real unreality. Made up. Show bowing. Is the first noble truth untrue? Bowing. So ultimately, you can look at it that way, probably. So everything is, is uh, untrue in terms of relative truth. It's partially true, but it's not completely true. It's relative, so it comes and goes. It's impermanent. Impermanent. So just like um, a mountain is impermanent, it doesn't look like it, but it won't last. It might last a million years, but it can't last. Now, this incense smoke that's wafting across the room is impermanent. It's here for a small amount of time. That's all an illusion. Yes. What does it mean for suffering to be impermanent? What, what do you mean, what does it mean? Comes and goes? Is, is suffering impermanent? Comes and goes. Our experience of it comes and goes. Ultimately, it's uh, from the point of view of, of realizing what this is and who you are and what all the suffering people in the world are, uh, uh, what's happening there, you, you may have to relate to the suffering of others, put, uh, put others before yourself. But nothing lasts. A question from Naveed in Iran. Naveed. I really like your voice, Sokazan. Have you always had this voice and has chicken taza helped your voice to chicken. be this warm and rich? Chicken tacos. How can never I, help me at all. How can I find my true voice? Mm, stop talking. <clears throat> How are things in Iran? Naveed, get back to me there and tell me how things are over there. For you, especially. Further questions? Goes on. How did you get that rich voice, Kozan? <laughs> I don't know. 
You don't know. Okay. Go ahead. What's your question? Um, in the beginning of the, your responses, I think it was as it regarded seeing what this is, you said it sometimes takes a sudden jolt. Yes. And a lot of the teaching stories, um, they talk about how a pebble hit a wall or somebody said something and it happened and yes. a bunch of stories about it happening off the cushion. Why would that be more likely to happen off rather than on the cushion? Uh, a, maybe it's because on the cushion, you're, you're, you're minimized, you're in a minimal situation, you're not moving. You're, if you're doing it the way I recommend, you're holding very still without being rigid. And so you're just watching the little tiny things that are going back and forth like fireflies. Your thoughts are coming and going and going this way, then they go that way. And you just observe, observe, observe. There's a dog barking and your, your mind goes from the observing the thoughts or the daydream or whatever over to the dog barking. And then it returns, then it returns to the color of the wall. Then it returns to one of your knees is hurting a little bit. So very simple uh, phenomena are rising in the mind stream, which allows you to um, watch by watching, not accepting, rejecting, or looking away, passion, aggression, and ignorance to strengthen the observer aspect of consciousness. That part of consciousness to single it out a little bit is that is just receiving, just observing, just smelling, tasting, touching, hearing, thinking, feeling, just. Whereas if you're out in what we would call post meditation, uh, then you're, you're really mixing it up with the environment. You're going here, you're going there, you're talking to people, uh, you're, uh, you're, you're completely, uh, uh, you're very fluid in the environment. You haven't separated yourself as a separate little person who's meditating and practicing something. You're actually with everything, and so you're, therefore your consciousness and your awareness is all over the place. So probably that is going to, ha if that if that kind of instant flash or instant something hits you or something startles you. Um, and you know, conjecture here, I would say it's unlikely for that to happen without practice, although it happened to me, but way before I started practicing, about 12 years before I started sitting meditation, I fell off the back of a donkey, I was riding a donkey out in the back roads and fell and had a, had a powerful a jolt of understanding. And I can't, I still can't put it into words. I've tried a few times, but each, each time I do, I realize I can't describe that. And uh, so I'm not going to start lying about it here either. But just so that happened then. But why that happens? Oh, we, we've been here forever. And I'm not proposing we believe in past lives or any of that or future lives or any life. But something's happening in consciousness that you're not separate one from. I'm not separate from that is not limited to just this uh, my lifetime of uh, 81 years, not limited to that. It's, it goes everywhere go in every direction. It's unpredictable. I started to say uneffing predictable because that's how it it's like it's intense. The intense appearance of otherness is the illusion. It's intense. So what do we do? Pull ourselves temporarily away from that sit down, hold still. Just watch the mind, keep it very simple. That's where you're going to find out what everything is, not by roaming the earth traveling and looking for experiences and collecting this and collecting that and being uh, 
any of that. I'm not saying that's wrong. Maybe that's what you need to do with your life is make you run all over the place and be a um, explorer or discover new things. You, maybe you should. But if you want to find out what the Buddha was pointing at, then you have to, as you see these little sculptures everywhere, you have to do what he did. Sit down, hold still, sit in a symmetrical posture and wait. Use that word once in a while. Just wait and watch and observe. And just observe, observe, observe. See what this is yourself. Further question? Uh, David Bowie? Yes, David. Question. Um, I think you say that nothing happens. Am I correct or am I misinterpreting? Yeah, I've said that, yes. Can you explain what you mean by that? No. Um, would this make sense that nothing happens because nothing's separate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, nothing is separate. Everything is dependently risen. So every flea that bite, bites every cow, uh, you're the cow, you're the flea. You're not separate from them. You don't have consciousness, just like you don't have consciousness that your food is being digested. Uh, you don't have consciousness that your fingernails are growing. You don't, you don't have consciousness. We're fundamentally ignoring uh, everything in order to feel like somebody somewhere who's protected and is safe. Instead of saying, you're, who you actually are is not threatened. Can be threatened. I'm not saying the body can't be threatened, but you're not just your body. So relatively, it's true that something happens. Yeah, sure. In reality, you can't pinpoint any start to anything happening since it's not separate. Yes, nothing starts. Nothing right. happens. Nothing begins, therefore can't cease. And nothing finishes. Nah. <laughs> Well, from well, what? No, I'm just saying, if nothing starts, you would think nothing can finish either. I mean, yeah. it just goes right. Thank you. Thank you for the question, oh, David. Appreciate it. And Unio is reading your book, by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. I hope she's enjoying it. Are you? I am. She is. Yeah, she said she was. Oh, great. Thank you. It was on nuclear physics, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, what was the title of it? M music. Yeah, Secrets of Musicians. Can't Se the title. Secrets of Musicians. Was that it? What was the title, David? Well, it's called Lost Secrets of Master Musicians. Yes. It's about, you know, what, awakening in music. Yeah. Well said. Thank you. Yes, sir. Any further questions? Jishin Bowen. Jishin. Uh, are seeing and awareness the same? Oh. Did you say being and awareness? Seeing. Seeing? Yes. And awareness? The way I use seeing, seeing is the is the, the of the six sense fields, including the mind. It's the one that is, uh, in terms of physical sense perceptions, it's the one that that is the most convincing that everything is over there, whereas the other senses are much more intimate. Sense of smell is right here. It's not even if you smell something that's over there. It's the smell is here. 
and the seeing is here in this situation. So when I say seeing, I'm talking, I am referring to all of the senses, including the mind, the mind which sees, the eyes which see, the nose, tongue, body, senses, receiving, receiving, receiving. So when you are saying you have to see it. Yes. And I think you, you, you use it in the deeper context, or perhaps you have to see that you are not separate. Would it be different seeing there? I'm not. I'm not tracking what you're. What you're. What you want to know. You want to run that by me again? Maybe with different words. Sometimes you use the word "seeing" uh, in the context of, I think, realizing. Yes. To realize. So I'm wondering whether that seeing is different of that seeing of perceiving things. The receiving uh, through the eyes, yeah. Well, seeing is uh, the way I think that I'm saying. Uh, there's a there's a path quality to seeing, which means you're receiving. You're receiving anything shows up. Don't fight with it. Anything, no matter how irritating a, an emotion arises in your mind stream that was triggered by the person next to you, or the society, or anything. If you react to that and blame that so-called trigger. It's the very nature of confusion, the very nature of selfishness and greed. And you can, even though you can justify that, well, they did this and they said that, doesn't make any difference. Whereas if you're actually seeing what this is from the point of view of realization, you may still experience in your mind stream intense irritation or anguish or angst or you, you pick the word but you will not do anything about it. You will not turn it into a ball and spit it back on somebody. So because you don't want that in your mind stream. In other words, you have left the domain of personhood. That doesn't mean your consciousness won't need to uh, need to through dependent origination, allow any kind of thing to arise there. Any kind of craziness may come up any kind of emotion. This is what uh, the, the archetype for uh, uh, compassion, Avalokiteshvara, Chenrezig, looked down and saw, listened, sound observer, listened to the suffering of the world and received that and wept. You need to do that uh, in some way. Yun. Where is the greed in the blaming scenario? The greed is that you're that you want to be right. And even if this, even though you see somebody in front of you suffering, you want to be right. You know what I'm talking about. And you're going to keep that for yourself. Intense greed. How do you work with that? I'm not saying don't do that. I'm saying be aware that you're that that's the ego. Anytime you get angry, anytime you get angry, anytime, yeah, that time, yeah, that time, anytime you get angry, this is selfishness. Unless you're a realized being, and then you may be blowing your stack all the time just because your students are so needy. You have to knock their heads off. If you realize what this is, 
The world comes to an end. Uh, it's never started. You see what it is. And you have no proof. You know, I don't have any proof of anything. Just like I took my rocks off yesterday. I don't, I don't need a support. But I want one because I feel like if I, I, I've just spent a long time looking at this and I think I might have a few things to say. In other words, teach. If, if they're students, so far I have people listening and I have some students, so I'm going to continue to do that. Further? Well, I think what just came to mind at the end of that was how kind of hilarious it is. It's extremely funny. Uh, it's extremely hilarious. The problem with that is you can't you can't particularly um, just go and see the humor in it. You can't abandon it for them. You have to stay in uh, in that sausage factory and smell it, and then it, then the humor is actually there, rather than back away and that kind of humor. Like, oh, look how funny that is that they're so crazy. Whatever. You have to stay there. You follow me? That's probably enough. Does anyone have a question here that I'm not seeing? Yu Hongbaoying, what's the negativity and my negativity of projection? Baoying. So if I'm understanding your question, uh, it's just that we're we we think something's happening over here, and we have uh, opinions, ideas, judgments, evaluations, and even logic or even reason about what well, well, well he said that and did this, and so then we can project onto them and come to conclusions which may uh, come up uh, make create a, a reaction in our mind stream that is anger or could be a dismissal. I don't want anything to do with that that person or that situation. If that's, is that what you're asking about? It's, we, we start to construct imaginary nature. We start to construct that parikalpata uh, imaginary. We start to make things up around what is just dependently risen. There's no self there. It's dependently risen. It just looks personalized because some people have blue eyes and some people don't have any eyes. The differentiation and desire that is rampant throughout the world. But we want this, we don't want that. I like this, but I don't care for that. It's an incredible illusion of otherness. Everything, this is just a standard teaching of the Buddha's Dharma that is expressed in different ways. Everything is empty of others. So there is no, it's empty of its apparent out there-ness or otherness. It's empty of that. That's, that's a, a shunyata. And it, it needs to be seen, not just thought about or figured or calculated or conceptualized. Go ahead, Jen. Jen. Jen Belling. The other day you said the way you know is that you don't know. Yes. And that's how you know. So is all, is anything that we feel certain about or an inkling about the truth of not to be trusted? Belling. I would set up too big of a standard around that. 
I would say just look at everything and get, give everything the benefit of the doubt for whatever is happening there, but don't necessarily invest in it. So is there another question around that? Jen Bally. No, um, that's helpful. Not setting up a standard. Yeah, it's a, it, it may, there's, you can't depend on anything. You can't count on anything. Everything is constantly in flux until you fundamentally see what it is. And when you see what it is, then it has been said way before I got here, nothing happens. Jen Bowing. Um, I think in the, in light of your saying the way that you know is that you don't know. Yes. Makes me, yeah, I guess just wonder if I should or can trust anything that feels. Don't trust anything. Knowledge. Okay. I don't, don't trust anything. But, but don't don't ignore anything. Don't look away. Don't don't push it away. Aggression. Don't make up a bunch of ideas uh, about it. Like I can't trust. I can't trust. I, I'm just. I can't trust. Don't don't jabber at yourself about it. But don't don't do anything with it. And then when you when you approach it that way, then it is it is minimal enough that you can see the way you still have kind of have your hook in something because you've you've slowed down. You're just on receive. And then one of the things you receive out of what looks like otherness or that other person and what they're saying or doing or uh, whatever is also your addition to it, your commentary on it, your little post-it note that before you'll even look at that, you've got to make a comment on it, including don't believe this. Don't do that. When I say don't do it, if you do that, then just observe the way you object to something, even in a tiny way, seems to modify the whole thing and perpetuates belief in a self, belief in an other, doesn't take much. Nicole Bowing, if someone is kind of downloading their projections or opinions onto you, is there ever an appropriate time to address that? I, I would just, I mean, receive it. Listen, if someone's saying something to you, I think you should not do, you should doing that and that's, you know, that's bad or whatever they may be doing. You could listen, you could consider it, and you could acknowledge them for that. It depends, it's situational, so it would depend on if they're being absolutely rude and aggressive and threatening, then I would just excuse yourself and leave. If not, out and out, run away. But if it's an interaction with somebody who's doing that, uh, you could say, I, I don't agree with what you're saying. But I'm listening to you, but I, I just don't agree. I would, I would, I would hesitate to get into anything conversational with that, with that. Like, like trying to decide how it all works or something like that. It's very situational, so it depends on who it is. If it's your partner, then you might want to have a lot longer talk about it. And I, anytime it's between two people, I recommend that you sit down and face each other. If you're both meditators, sit down face each other, look into each other's eyes for half a minute or a minute or two minutes, maybe longer. Just observe that person in front of you, possibly um, I could say a lot more about it, but I think that's probably enough right there. Back to the Back to the question I asked earlier, I really want to ask, 
about the word a projection. I have trouble hearing the word. I'm just wondering,、um, what is that? Is that because of I'm、um, English is my second language? Whether there's something to do with this,、uh, with, with the word projection? I don't know. <laughs> I just had said the only phrase I know in Mandarin. <laughs> so I would say,、uh, I would say the projection is.、Uh, I, I don't think it.、Uh, I think you're perfectly、uh, able to see what it is. It's when we see something happen. Then instead of seeing and receiving what it is that's happening, we project on. We put something in front. It's like we put a cover on it, and then we re, then we receive. We end up receiving our projection rather than what's actually there. Like when you're working with your children. Not that I'm a, 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 an expert in raising children particularly, but I'm saying when you're working with the children, that's a strong area of where projections come up. Because the desire to protect your children,、uh, to and to educate them, to make sure that they aren't going off the track in a,、uh, in a in a direction that's chaotic or confusing to them, or might even be harmful to them because they're they're young, they're babies, and so you want to protect. So there might be a lot of projecting coming up on top of them.、Um, so is that helpful? What I'm the way I'm responding to that?、Uh, do you have a further question about the word projection? Yes, it's very helpful. I think maybe I have、uh, difficulty seeing my own per,、uh, seeing my own confusion. I、yes. think that might be like for myself. Yes, it's. Thank you, Baoying. I have one more question. When you talk about the impermanence,、um, for example, the smoke of incense. However, the impermanence is periodically because the smoke of incense turns to different forms. I'm wondering the impermanence is happens momentarily and periodically, and how is that? My second question is: the smoke of incense is consciousness. We're not. Is is the smoke of smoke of incense consciousness? Bye. Everything is consciousness. Everything is consciousness. It's just showing up、uh, within consciousness as a、uh, an aspect of consciousness that has solidified. Consciousness comes into a form as a an amoeba or a parmesium.、Uh, to use little tiny beings. It comes into form like that, and then it, down through the millennia, it just becomes more. And then we have human beings, and we have so it's consciousness. It arises in consciousness. Even rocks arise in consciousness. I can't prove that. I can't. I'm not here to be able to debate anyone about it, although that sometimes is done. He did. You're welcome. He said, "Not really sure about it myself, Sokazan. I think I'm doing fine, though. A little bit confused about some things. Thinking a lot about joining the Sokakoji, Bowing. Good. Thank you, Navid. I hope everything goes well for you over there. That sounds like a difficult place to 
live. Other questions? Uh, Jishin. Jishin Bowing. I have another question about seeing. <clears throat> you said that if you see clearly what is in front of you, you wouldn't see anything. Yes. What is that which sees that anything? It isn't anything. It isn't anything. It's, it, it isn't anything and it doesn't see anything. It's uh, it's ultimate. So there, there, it has no it has no particles. It has no left arm or right arm. Has no eyeballs. Has nothing. It, it, it's and so therefore it can't see anything but itself. And of course, we the idea here is to use language that is as true and direct as possible, without um, making some kind of uh, sidetracks where we're trying to explain. Uh, ultimate truth or trying to become physicists or something like that to see you will see something but it's not separate from you so there is no contrast there no separation yes no, there's no separation that's that's correct no separation separate separated perhaps but fundamentally not separate is it time to do something else? I have a lot of people nodding yes. Okay. You can go hither and thither. Hi, I'm Senshu, one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan offers his wisdom tirelessly with complete love and devotion. If you value these teachings, Sokuzan, the mandala of Sokukoji, please consider donating at sokukoji.org. Thank you.